Welcome to 88.3. My name's Skylar. This is Hot Topic. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-worker or whatever whose name is. Spencer. You might know me from my gifts. <laughs> Spencer's gifts. <laughs> I'm only working here because I'm too rich. Spencer's gifts is too successful. You like walk from across the mall. Yeah, across. stopped at Auntie Anne's. I was going to say Wetzel's. <laughs> Wetzel's Got a cinnamon Wetzel's. sugar. <laughs> cinnamon sugar, spelled S-I-N. I've always, <laughs> I've always thought about that for like a Hot Topic employee. There's no real accent. It's just low motivation. It's just it's just monotone. <laughs> Yeah, oh. what is the what is the relationship between Hot Topic and Spencer's Gifts? Rivals? Allies? <laughs> Cain and Abel? Uh, it's like Johnson. And, it's like Johnson and Johnson owning all these companies that compete against one another, like Tide and Glad. <laughs> <laughs> they own both. Some company owns both. Just pits it's them like, against one another. It's like Democrats and Republicans distracting us with the small stuff, so they can totally screw <laughs> us on the big stuff. I feel like one is like temporary depression, and one is like more serious. <laughs> Democrats and Republicans? Oh, no, no. Spencer's. Spencer's. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Which one was more intense? It was always Hot Topic, right? I think Hot Topic branded itself as Get Out. The Marilyn, the Marilyn Manson <laughs> yeah. crew. Spencer's was like, I just want to dip my toe in, in post punk emo for the weekend. That's right. I just want to get like a mug for my mother in law and then bounce. <laughs> <laughs> it says like Weezer on it. <laughs> Double meaning because the band. But I just feel like everything's asthma. ironic, like a mug that just says "I drink coffee." I don't know, like <laughs> it's not great. Or 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 like uber sassy. It'll say like, "Sorry, your highness." <laughs> just someone walking around with that mug at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a caution hot symbol on the coffee mug. It's just not even good. Listeners, uh, no, this is the best way. I got one more. This <laughs> you is the got best one more. One. Um, what do you got? Yes. <laughs> It was like, yesterday wasn't your day, and today's not looking good either. <laughs> Something like that. Just like all these little passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I love Why it. Why are you in such a bad mood? Oh, that's so funny. Um, speaking of funny, <laughs> this episode, uh, listeners, this is not 88.1. This is not Hot Topic. I'm not Skylar. This is a little show that my friend Ryan and I like. Bart to death. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Bard of Death. This is a podcast that's all about stories. Ryan and I take turns being the bard, i.e. telling stories. Fancy word for storyteller. And um, we do that on a weekly basis. Tonight, our very own Ryan Shaver is going to be our bard. Ryan, anything we need to know about the story before we jump in? Um, no, it's... I, three times this week, I remembered and forgot this story. Like, I would be walking. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell that story next recording session. <laughs> and then I kept forgetting it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then quite literally had a shower epiphany. And I was like, I remembered it for the third and final time. Finally decided to write it down. So Dude, it yes. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I will say too, quick, quick pause. Um, this episode is brought to you by my friend Ben Adams um, because my internet is not working right now at my house. And Ryan and I record over uh, Skype. 
So I had to call Ben and say, hey, can I come and record this episode of your house? So you are listening. This What you're listening to right now is made possible by longtime fan Ben Adams. I think I'm just going to like move into this guest room I'm in right now. He's got like a desk set up. I've literally, I'm using and got like a cool, like little, little mic stand set up. He's got some spare books I can stack my mic on top of. I like it. It's kind of nice. You brought your own uh, cocktail. You literally, I did bring some max respect. I I brought some, some Holy spirits over for us to enjoy the Reverend Ben Adams. And um, yeah, so I just want to plug him for uh, making this possible. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Um, huge, huge fan. Long time listener. He's he's in the background. <laughs> Moderate fan. Pretty well, sub subpar. <laughs> I walked Bottom in thirty percent. Listeners, I was telling Ryan this, but I walked into his house and was like, "Thank you so much for offering us a permanent recording space. We we could be more <laughs> excited." And I just joked about like Ryan coming in from Boston, back in a U-Haul carry, up, carry. <laughs> just knocking like over posters, a handicap sign, like a Happy Gilmore poster. <laughs> This is this, this is, is integral to the podcast. I screw it in. It just doesn't need to be screwed into the drywall. Yeah, you've got like power Spurred tools. What are those for? Don't worry about it. All right. Sorry. A little take modification. It <laughs> take it away, so, my friend. Right. I've been meditating a lot on excess and dearth. Mm. So polar opposites. What was the second um, word? Dearth? Dearth. Lack you, of. You got, you got me on that. Shortage of. It's not a... Not a very nice sounding word. Go ahead, go ahead and define that for the common man, myself included. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking a lot about excess in periods of my life when I um, experienced excess. And I always go back to my time working for Google from ages 22 to 25, just prime of the, the young adult years. You were that young and when you worked for Google? I was that young, yeah. We're not that young. Dang, man. I was, I was what uh, MSNBC called a wonderkind, <laughs> uh, a visionary. Okay, well. We, we, I, was a, I was a foot soldier. We can talk. I got killed pretty quickly in the battle. There's <laughs> no cream in this, one. Ryan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, I, uh, those are prime Google years. I feel like if you're ever going to work for Google, that's the time. 22 to it 25? Was nice. It's like yeah, college. Was able- it's just extended college. Yeah, better almost. I was able to um, be blinded by the excess, and therefore I was able to truly enjoy it. <laughs> so, what do you, can you can I ask what you mean by excess? Like, what does that mean in this instance? Yeah, and I'll tell I'll talk a little bit more about it in the story. But I think on the, a daily on a uh, on a daily level, it was mainly just like you know, tons of snacks. I'm probably a little overpaid, underworked. I really didn't work that hard at Google. Are they hiring? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not I me. Just, I just vaporize from the podcast into a position at Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. That sounds uh, delightful. I'm so sorry. That must must have been really hard for you. You're, you're the guy just like collecting bikes. <laughs> <laughs> you just, my like kindergarten ears like tuned up when you're like snacks. I'm like, man, RIP snack time. Oh Where did the snacks go? So much. So many snacks. So, but I I think it is kind of the excess, and I'm not complaining about it. I don't think this is like, oh, this is modernity and I'm nauseous. I loved it, (laughs) and I I would probably work there again, and who wouldn't? It's a great life. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it is extremely comfortable. And you probably, it's probably worth kind of watching yourself (laughs) because it does 
on day one, you're like, oh, wow, amazing. Free seltzer and snacks and food and 401k. And then on day like 12, you're complaining when the kale chips aren't, you know, mesquite <laughs> hickory. <laughs> I love it. Sesame. And you just like <laughs> throw it at the workers. Just blow up at an intern. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not do this to me. <laughs> so, however, it all kind of crystallizes once a year at the Christmas party, holiday party, I should say. Mm. Certainly not Christ centric. <laughs> and I worked in a distributed office, which is like a smaller office, Austin. But my second year there, um, I was actually also commissioned to go to San Francisco on a work trip to visit the headquarters. And I went with a small cohort of Austinites. I think there were five of us. And so our time there in San Francisco coincided with the holiday party in San Francisco. So we weren't going to our holiday party at our home office. We went to the San Francisco big mega holiday party. This oh, is yeah. tens of thousands of Google employees wow. downtown. They rent out this massive waterfront, like old warehouse and just turn it into... Um, I mean, it's just like a, a Bacchanal, just like a Roman emperor feast. <laughs> uh, like Zuckerberg, they have like Mark Zuckerberg, like in a cage and you can like feed him apples. Oh my gosh. That's all a bit, right? That's okay. Bit. But it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. It was it just was insane. Just it was like insane. More food and drink than you could ever dream of. Yeah. You're not asking about kale chips and San Fran. No, 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 no. I remember they had these like... I mean, just everywhere you look, there's food, these little tiny uh, chocolate chip cookies and like tiny glasses of milk. Oh my gosh. I just, just like miniature size, like finger food style. Wow. Uh, just something that doesn't need to exist and it existed solely for this party. It was amazing. Um, had a great time. At one point they had an electric drum kit and I just like started playing and then I realized I was like alone for 20 minutes just playing this kit uh, in, the, in the corner. And, could people hear you playing it? No, I'd have okay. <laughs> That's cool. So they couldn't even be like, oh, he's they just had it set up to like use to just like take a run on it. Yeah, I don't even is ever there's so much stuff. Photo booth. Um cool. Dancing, stayed away, stayed away from that. <laughs> yeah, I totally a photo booth. I chose like a very normal thing. <laughs> they had horseshoes. <laughs> Tic-tac-toe. <laughs> no, it was awesome. Um it was too much to experience in one night. It was just too much. But my four other Austin friends and I, we got this amazing Airbnb that was at the top of a neighborhood in San Francisco called Telegraph Hill. And Telegraph Hill is one of what they call the seven hills of San Francisco, the seven original hills or something. And we pulled all our, like Google gave us like a per diem to like spend Mm -hmm. on a hotel and like daily food and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm but we don't pay for food because we Google would feed us. And we pulled all our money together and got this amazing Airbnb that overlooked the whole city when the sun rose and set. I mean, it was truly uh, surreal. Wow. And so after the party, uh, the five of us kind of meander back to this amazing Airbnb up this massive hill overlooking all of San Francisco. And San Francisco is this strange city caught between multiple 
identities. It's got tremendous wealth, tremendous, uh, tremendous homelessness, great poverty, um, huge inequality. Mm. And so we're, we're, we're kind of, it's a very surreal place to be, I think, especially if you don't live there. Um, so point being, we're at this, this, you know, beautiful glass house atop this, this really weird city at this really weird time in its history. And, um, there were five of us, two of the guys are pretty alpha, like alpha status to the maximum. Mm. And so they, they took one bedroom where there were two twins naturally. And then there, <laughs> there were two, uh, female friends of ours and they took the one queen bed. So they bunked together. And then that left me, which I was actually cool with crashing on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible sleeper. This is before I discovered the joy of the white noise machine. Oh man, you can't beat white noise. Oh. Do you have a machine? I, I so we I, we have like a uh, an air purifier that we sleep with in the summer, and then like a, hum, a cool mist humidifier that we sleep with in the winter. It's kind of intense, oh. and they both have like the white noise sound. But when we travel, I use a, an app, and I use like a, I hook it up to a speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, nice! I'm all about the white noise, the red noise, the brown noise. I'm all about the noises. I don't know those other noises, but okay, well, <laughs> yeah. White, but this is pre that. So okay. the point is, I'm I'm trying to sleep on this couch, and I'm having trouble naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a couch, and I'm having trouble kind of finding my my REM vibe. But the windows are so big and the city's so bright that the room never really gets dark either. So, and I know the sun's going to rise at like four forty-five because we're literally on the coast. <laughs> and I, I, the whole night I'm like, I'm not going to get any sleep here. So around like 4am, I basically do that moment where you throw in the towel. Yeah. Like I had maybe logged, I don't know, hour and a half of, of <laughs> collective sleep, but there's that moment where you're like, no, I'm, not, I'm just not sleeping tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get up and you know that's the last time you're laying down for the night. <laughs> and so I decide this, you know, this is my, we've actually been in San Francisco for a few days at this point. Um, this is my last night in the city. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the streets. <laughs> like I'm not able to sleep. At this point, I am young enough where I really haven't been mugged yet <laughs> with you. Um, and I don't get mugged in this story, but I'm just, I just I love to walk. I love listening to music while I walk. I thought this is, I'll explore the city. I'm, a, I'm in this part of the city called Telegraph Hill. It, tree, I mean, it's, it's, it's strange. You're in the middle of an urban area, but there's woods. It's so strange. I really can't describe it. Uh, you should Google it if you can. Mm. And so I hit the streets around that was, 4. That was pretty meta right there. You should Google what? it. Oh, super meta. <laughs> you, you should look it up on Twitter. <laughs> See what she can find. <laughs> Ask Jeeves it. Um, so I got the perfect playlist. At this point, I was like also peak playlist snobbery. Like really, I'd like, if I had to drive seven minutes to the store, I'd spend two hours like crafting the perfect <laughs> playlist. Just like got to get the arc. <laughs> when you said REM vibe, I just thought of you listening to Losing My Religion by REM on the couch on repeat. <laughs> That's you in the spot. Light. Choosing my confession. Okay, that's my imitation. <laughs> I don't have to listen to it now. I feel like I just heard it. So, All right, so you, have, you have a playlist going. 
Oh, it's and I get I get you know about thirty minutes of just pure walkage, just kicking it. I remember in the dark, right? Sun's not up. Yes, now the sun is starting. It it hasn't appeared, but the the darkness of the night has turned to that like mm-hmm. uh, bluish kind of transition mm-hmm. sky. So I'm like, ooh, sun's coming soon. And I, I don't. It's weird. Sometimes uh, you can remember exactly what song you listen to in these moments. I listen to this song called. Um, uh, Metal Swing by The Range. Check mm-hmm. it out. It's it's on the syllabus. It's mandatory listening. <laughs> uh, it will be on the midterm. <laughs> on the Bar to Death pop quiz. <laughs> so I got my transition sky above me, and I know the sun's going to appear soon. So at the top of Telegraph Hill is a tower called Coit Tower. And... Surrounding Coit Tower, it's like a little mini forest. Mm. And you're in the middle of San Francisco, the middle of a city. It's this very strange dichotomy. And so I decide I'm going to go to this little forest, and I'm going to climb to the top of Coit Tower, and I'm going to watch the sunrise, and mm. I'm going to be alone, and I'm going to be alone, and it's going to be amazing. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. The, the playlist is hitting its peak. Everything is kind of uh, culminating in this moment. And I'm already outside the moment because I'm now like building up this little meta narrative. Like, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And Death Cab's title track will be the second <laughs> I see the sun. <laughs> and I walk up this hill. Mm-hmm. And I'm about 100 feet from the woods. And I'm feeling good. And the sun is just peeking up. And I know I got about two minutes to get to the top of Coit Tower. Mm hmm. And I walk into the little woods, and I make it about 15 feet into the woods when I stop, because I'm not alone. Mm. And I pause, and I see what I thought was someone walking their dog, except no one was walking their dog, because there wasn't any person. Hmm. It's just a dog, except it's not a dog. No. pause. And my eyes fix on this thing, and they focus, and I realize mm, about 20 feet away from me is a wolf. You're kidding. In the forest area? In the middle of a city. In the middle of a city? I mean, it's not a forest. I thought you I said mean, you were I, at the trees, though. Yeah, it's like this little mini group of like thick... Sh- trees it's probably a hundred yards wide get out of here yeah and there's a wolf in the middle of san francisco (laughs) in the middle of a city staring at me about 20 feet away camera zooms down you're wearing the wolf t-shirt from the wolf wall street (laughs) Street. (laughs) honorary oh my gosh dude that's horrifying I'm frozen. I stand still. It's staring at me. It's not moving. What do you, I'm not moving. What do you do? You don't like what you don't get big, right? Like in scream, that's like a bear, right? I mean, what do you <laughs> go, a, go straight I'm, fetal? I'm obviously not an outdoorsman. What do you do? Yeah. Do you go straight fetal? Do you just, I like catch a rabbit or rabbit and just like offer it as payment. You bust out a violin, start playing Tchaikovsky. <laughs> do wolves like Tchaikovsky? I, I, I don't know. Big fan, big fan. I'm trying to process this, and 
you're, at first you're, I just, you're frozen right now. I freeze, not yeah. moving. <laughs> I slowly backpedal mm-hmm. to see if it's going to move towards me. My gosh. Slowly, slowly. I got it. Again, I'm only fresh into this woods. I really wish I could describe it better. It, it's obviously not a forest because I'm in the middle of San Francisco, but it's like, think of like a park, except it's thick wood. Mm-hmm. And I back up. And once I get about 10 feet back and I realize it's not moving towards me, I just bail a wolf. <laughs> I go I go Christian Beowulf and I sweat. You were waiting to drop that one. I love oh, it. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> might be the title the, might be the title of the episode. I go Bell. <laughs> all the while, my playlist is still just rocking out in my ears. I mean <laughs> adrenaline city right now. Hungry like the wolf comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolves um, of London. <laughs> oh, that's good. The Wolf by Eddie Vedder. When you <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh, well, I, Wolves at Night by Manchester Orchestra. Okay, that's the last one I got. Nice. Uh, so wait, would you say you bail a wolf? You mean you turn around and just sprint? Once I get about 10 extra feet. Okay. Still, so he's still, he or she has, is still not moving. Just staring at me. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what kind of wolf are we talking? Like white wolf? We talking, what kind Gray, of Gray, the size of like, oh man. Like a big German shepherd. Too big. Yeah. <sighs> So, I didn't know that was even a thing out there in the middle of San Francisco. Oh I bail. I, I bail hard. Mm-hmm. I love that your playlist is still playing. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's just it's going. It's reached like the down tempo phase. <laughs> Wish explosions in the sky had come on. Now I get about I don't know another hundred yards away, and I stop and mm-hmm. I turn around, and I can't see the wolf. Mm. But I'm like, I'm just standing there now. I feel, I feel like I'm in safety. <laughs> and I'm just staring back at the woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to see what happens. Is the wolf following me? Does it walk out into you know clear day? It's now bright. Like the sun is, is, beca- is really showing itself. Mm. And I stand there for maybe 20 seconds. And I see right along my former path, the path that I walked up to uh, the woods... As a jogger, <laughs> it's a man. It's like a middle-aged man, and he's just getting his morning jog on. Oh no! And he's got the same idea that I had. He's, he's like, got a I'm playlist. Gonna go to, I'm going to go to the top of Coit Tower. <sighs> don't forget, jogging kills kids. Do <laughs> That's why I still don't do it. Part of me thought, yell, <laughs> like get him away. The other part was like, bust out your phone and start recording. <laughs> the other part was like, well. I want to see if that was really a wolf. <laughs> what am I going to yell, wolf? <laughs> Does he have headphones in? I can't tell. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get you off the hook here, but you may be on it. <laughs> he's got short running shorts, so he just, in my mind, he's aerodynamic. He's He'll have no problem running. He just gets shredded by this wolf in front of your face. <laughs> what a- <laughs> I see him. I'm like, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to see what happens here. Oh, you, I really, you don't shout? This is the anti-Good Samaritan. This oh, is, Ryan. This is worse. It's Samaritan stops just to watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a Good Samaritan for the YouTube age. <laughs> the voyeur extraordinaire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The anti-Good Samaritan's a great quote. I see him go about 10 feet into the woods, mm-hmm. and he disappears. 
Oh, God. That's horrifying. And about <laughs> 10 seconds later, <laughs> sprinting out of the woods. Oh. Bails even faster than I bailed. Yeah, dude. He, he was a runner. He's out of there. Just a complete 180. And in that moment, I felt really validated. I was like, okay, my eyes mm-hmm. were not playing tricks on me. I saw a wolf. No one's going to believe me. I mean, mm-hmm. this is kind of like the dad and the ghost story, Zach and the Santa Cruz story. Yeah. Except I have now shared this experience with an anonymous runner who's <laughs> hopefully You're- still in, in, you know, one piece. <laughs> You're making it sound like you guys became bonded through this, but you weren't bonded enough to like help him out. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I was bonded enough to watch him. How, how, okay, how far were you from him as he entered? Give me a, you know. I don't know, probably like a little less than like a football field. Ah, it's kind of a long yell. Like yeah, it, that's, it, and it I had might a sore get his throat. attention. I, you know, my throat wasn't 100%. I hadn't slept. <laughs> I had just taken a lozenge. It was. It was <laughs> I had a Jolly Rancher. I didn't want to choke on it. <laughs> my throat wasn't 100%. I love it. It was an undo pee. Um, so he just bails hard. <laughs> and at that point, I'm just, I'm in get me back to civilization mode. <laughs> you never left the civilization. Any, <laughs> any like idealist little, I'm going to get up early. Like, this is what happens when you get up early. This never is, leave the penthouse of the Airbnb. No, you don't wake up early. Don't go running. Yeah. Stay inside. Um, I go back. I still got like a couple hours to kill before anyone's awake. <laughs> you like read the Sunday New York Times. <laughs> do like, the crossword. Just get the crossword. I can't do, finish, I can't do this. Sunday finish your taxes. You, you accomplish a cornucopia of work. <laughs> <laughs> and when people do finally wake up, I remember I told my friend Rusty. He was the first up. I said, like, dude, I almost died. Like I came face to face with a wolf. <laughs> in the middle of the city and I'm, his reaction oh, wow <laughs> that's it <laughs> he he's just like, said that was it I'm, I'm sitting here waiting he no just... he said wow and I said that's it and I said <laughs> and then I think that was the moment I realized it, no one's ever it, they believe you I'm sure he believed me but like, what, what, do you, what do we want from him <laughs> I mean his name's Rusty how much can we really expect <laughs> His responses were pretty rusty. <laughs> he just said, wow. At what, yeah. ti- what time in the morning is this for him? It's like 8.30. Okay. He has, well, yeah, he has but the, coffee. Yeah, it's a fair point, though. Um, you explain any story to anyone, and I mean, kind of the best reaction you're ever going to get out of anyone is like, huh. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know what I expected. I guess I wanted like a trophy or something. <laughs> I love it. Dude, I almost died. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I would have responded to that. I would have been like, cool, man. It's a cool dream. He's just max hungover. Bye. Like, did, you, did you put coffee on? Just vomits in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> did you put coffee on? Cool, man. Did you make coffee? He just blows past it. I wish the wolf had eaten you. <laughs> I've never liked you, Ryan. What? So <laughs> that's it? Saw a wolf. All right, so Rusty's a, a, obviously a misfire in more ways than one. What, who's the next person to wake up? How did they respond? Yeah. Am I going beyond no the story one here? Is this not well, part of the- 
Kind of. Well, then you. Le- I mean, John never came home that night. I'm not. I'm now remembering. Uh, <laughs> he claimed the twin size bed and never used it. John, yeah, I could have slept in that bed. <laughs> Would have been a great night. That's the true horror of the story: is the unused twin size bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I have a million questions. Did you have to, um, like, work that next day? No, I mean, it was like a work trip, but we did like one, two hour thing. And then that was pretty much justified. I will say it was my birthday also coinciding with this trip. A lot going on. These four people, these four friends took me out, you know, we had a good time. I don't talk to any of these people anymore. It's very mm-hmm. sad. Isn't that weird? You you share mm-hmm. cool. And this is, you know, four years ago. I don't know. Something like that. Um, And then people come and go so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I was thinking about, uh, um, I know you hate when I quote the office, but he's like, what, when Michael's like, you guys were close with Dwight. If there's anyone talk to him when he like quits, um, or gets fired and Stanley's like, oh yeah, we, um, we, we, we're, we talk all the time. And he's like, really? And he's like, no. And then, um, Phyllis is like, uh, Michael's like, Phyllis, you and Dwight were close. And she says, well, we sit close <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's funny, but it's also like, that is kind of true of like, there are some yeah. of those friends you're like, ah, we sit close, you know? We're not, yeah. this doesn't really go past, <laughs> like we hang out a lot, mostly at work. It doesn't really go, <laughs> it really doesn't go past the work trip. Yeah. Or maybe, or like maybe, or maybe it did with these people and it just, you know, it fizzled. No, I'd like to, but, um, you just, I don't know, limited bandwidth. Uh, yeah. 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 Friends of circumstance. I don't know. Can you, um, can you talk to me, talk to us a little bit about, um, So I, I know obviously a lot of the backstory with Google and how you got there and, and how you left. And um, can you just, I don't know, like you were there for three years. W- at what point is this trip happening in, in your time there? Um, middle, middle, late. Okay, middle, late. Mi- I'd say middle, late prime. So middle, late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you leave feeling like it was a uh, a good trip? Um. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much at 29 <laughs> being, being tired and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic. I, I, you know, when I go to San Francisco, I, I've probably been, I don't know, six or seven times. I mm. think of it fondly. I, I, there's this weird like arc in my Google kind of memory. And, and the arc is mostly like, I would say like disillusionment with it. Um, it was really cool to get it because it came, to work at that company because it came like six months after I was like unemployed and couldn't find a job. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I went from like zero to 60 and I'm working at like the number one most desirable, quote unquote desirable yeah. uh, employer in the world, uh, which is basically functioning as like a mini welfare <laughs> state. Just but you just you come to depend on it for everything down to food, down to literal sleep in New wow. York. Wow, that's interesting. I feel like every time I would walk in, if I worked there, I'd be like, was Google Hangout? Like, if we were ever just with employees in any capacity, I would throw that one out. Is this a Google Hangout? All right, it's not a what? great job. It's not a great well, job. Uh, Google Hangouts is like their video thing. Yeah. Right? Isn't like, like, oh, no, I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was just trying to figure out what was, what was funny about it. Oh, the Google jokes are endless. Um, <laughs> you'd be like, my first paycheck, hold up a paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see that movie Drive? About uh, It was about running out of cloud storage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Um, wow. Yeah. So you, why, so why, disillusion, why disillusionment? 
uh, disillusionment, it's a strong word. It, again, I, I love working for that company. I would probably do it again. Um, I, I think just... But I also, I also a, know that you had a potential opportunity to do that recently and you chose not to, right? Yes, for a few reasons, geography being one, but... Okay, yeah, that's right. But I, I guess I just mean it was an exceedingly comfortable place to work and 25 was awfully young in my mind to just like settle into max comfort when mm-hmm. I still wanted to overturn some stones, namely like grad school and, and exploring some uh, history career avenues, um, which burnt out in a <laughs> fantastic <laughs> no, it didn't. supernova. <laughs> no, it didn't. Lost a lot of money. Um, <laughs> sound investment but uh, to kind of put a cap on this with mm-hmm. with another trip i wanted so many trips with this company i don't don't yeah don't don't blow them all here we may need to do we may need to do a, a series this is interesting yeah i yeah i'm gonna bring this okay mini one bring up, it up just bring it relevant up to kind of i think it's important to to kind of tie the knot my last summer there uh after i was pretty much sure that i was leaving we went on this the whole like org went on this summer retreat to Disneyland in LA. And so they flew us all Dang. to LA and they just like shut down the park and we just like had the park. You're kidding. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, on one hand, it's kind of like a dream. It's like this, it is quite literally a childhood dream to just like run around <laughs> Disneyland for free. Uh, like when it's closed, I feel like that's, the yeah, yeah, it was closed. There was nighttime. yeah, yeah I know. no lines. Uh, and they just had like alcohol, you know, it was like, it's like an adult version of adult, a childhood Adult dream. Disney, I love it. Yeah, but I do remember uh, my buddy Josh and I, he was also knew he was leaving as well to go back to grad school. And we stayed for a bit, but at the end of it, you know, we left the party early. Um, and we were just kind of, I think, a little uh, numb to it all. Like, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, if you drank a Coca-Cola every hour... By the twelfth hour, you're just—it's a little too sweet. And yeah, yeah. Maybe you, f- you feel the cavity a little stronger, and maybe we felt some sort of like—I don't know—too much of a good thing. Yeah, it's a little too much of a good thing. I wish I could spread it out. But I remember leaving the party early and kind of like you know walking away from Disneyland and, and turning around and seeing the park just like lit up and all our coworkers yelling and having fun. And I remember being a little envious of like, man, this just isn't that much fun for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want something different. Um, and yeah, uh, like for some people working in that, like is some jobs are fulfilling for some people. Some jobs are not fulfilling for others. Didn't seem like it was super fulfilling for you. Well, and it, I don't want to bash the job or the people or the company again. It it probably reflects more about who I was at 25 and what I wanted than anything. Google, we want to be very clear that we're big fans of your, <laughs> of what you're doing. And, uh, you could hire me back in the event that two job applications come in, just, you know, take your time with them. And <laughs> in the event, Google just buys, this is all just protecting souls. a potential future job. <laughs> I love it. We actually like love to- this episode is sponsored by Google. It's probably a good time to say that. Um, Wow, dude. There's a well, lot. Now we there's, lost. There's a lot. We lost Bing. <laughs> there's a lot in this, man. I could I could talk about this. All right, let me let me just throw out cuz I have like eight questions written down here just in the interest of time. 
Um, I'm going to go with the, the age old question. What did you, what do you, what do you think you learned from this experience with the wolf? Yeah, let's go back to the wolf. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get too broad here. First off, don't don't get the Airbnb <laughs> bachelor pad with all the friends and draw the short stick on the couch. I don't know it. I I think of the moment when I I'm sitting there staring at the wolf because it's a moment you don't experience a lot. I've maybe experienced those like that chemical cocktail in my body. I don't know, twice, maybe. I can really only think of one other time. Maybe there's another time. Mm-hmm. And it's this moment where you're staring, you're completely paralyzed and your brain is racing and it's trying to catch up to what's happening mm-hmm. and your body can't move and you know you're in danger, but you also don't feel like you can run. Maybe you experience this feeling mostly in dreams and it's that feeling when you're trying to run in your dream, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that feeling where you, 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 you it's like- Oh, totally. To run in quicksand, yeah. 100%. Uh, we'll call it like fear paralysis. Um, I, I think I just learned what that felt like. It might've been the first time in, I don't know. I've ever, I experienced it again with you in North Carolina, but I think I just learned what that felt like. And, and I, maybe everyone knows, um, mm-hmm. if anyone's experienced their own fear paralysis, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing how and when you felt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really know how to describe it at mm-hmm. on that. Wow. Man, that's great. Yeah. Ryan, thank you for, for telling the story. Um, that's, (laughs) yeah, it's a good one. I've never seen a wolf or a bear or, uh, anything like super sketchy had some, some, some decent snake encounters. Um, obviously last week's episode, close encounter of the bird kind. kind. (laughs) Um, I got the feeling that once I broke the barrier, between wood and concrete yeah, that yeah, yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave the woods. So would, I felt like if I yeah. could make it to there, it's it like, like the <laughs> sandlot when you get, Benny's got to get over just, the fence. Yeah. I was just thinking that or like kind of like a, just a game recognizes game moment. You're just like, <laughs> I see you, I respect it. Don't neglect it. And then you're out. You know, this is your hood. I'm more of like a Starbucks guy. That's my domain. That's my this church. Is, That's my- where I go to get peace. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I made eye contact with the wolf. You I did? Just, yeah, we almost made out. <laughs> like you and that bird last week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for the story. I was not barred to death. I like that we, we tapped into some deeper themes here, some like work and identity stuff, some like... Um, I was talking with somebody else about this day, just like one of the hallmarks of... I can't. We can't take all the credit for it as millennials by any means, but it's just that... I mean, statistically, it seems like our generation is more interested in having some some sort of purpose, fulfillment, you know, behind their work as, a, as opposed to just a paycheck or whatever. So um, definitely falls in line with that. Doing something that you feel like matters that, you know, yeah, does for better or for, for worse. I, I think there's nobility in kind of like, well, yeah, and if, for if a lot about of like, the, you know, the, the baby boomers who like, you know, worked because they had to worked a job because there were no other options. I respect that a lot. So I, sure. I for better, or for worse with us. And we got a name that like, they might've had something to do with your permission or your uh, position there. It wasn't, you know, you weren't a coder, oh. you know, it wasn't, there's so many, there's a ton of different types of positions in I every think, organization. Yeah. It says most, it says m- most about me and who I was at sure. age 25 and this kind of like uh flawed romantic, idealism I had towards like, well, I need to suffer a little bit. Um, so yeah, grad school suffering, right? 
You're like, I'm going to go into the wild, which is like literally a park that's like <laughs> sli- slightly shrouded by trees yeah. in a city. Oh, I love it. Um, no, it was a great story. Thanks for sharing it. And um, listeners, be on the lookout for um, uh, micro stories on Thursdays um, as we have them, as they as they happen. We will be uh, bringing them uh, to the pod Thursdays, you know, little five, 10 minute stories from other people besides us. And uh, here comes that outro music. We'll see you next week. Smell you later. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, bardtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshabear, and this has been Bard to Death. There's war and there's nature.